welcome to Corpus Christi Anglican Church. I'm Morgan, our planting clergy. Our vision of this church is to become a common people in common prayer for uncommon transformation. This podcast is where you will hear our sermons and other teachings that have happened at Corpus Christi. We primarily serve the region of Springfield, Franconia, and Kingstown. We're glad that you're here. Thanks for taking time to listen. Here's the message. Well, good morning again. Welcome uh, to Corpus Christi Anglican Church. My name is Father Ryan Betway. I'm a pastor here, a curate, and uh, really excited to be a part of Sunday worship with all of you. Will you please pray with me as we go to God's word together uh, and learn from him and hear what the word that he has for us today. Father, Bless the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, that they may be pleasing to you and edifying for your people. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we'll be looking at Ephesians 5 as we continue with our series. Last week, Chip Webb gave us an awesome exhortation uh, from Paul. Uh, one One of the big takeaways for me was those lines from chapter 5 right at the beginning that says walk as children of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself as a fragrant offering and sacrifice for many to walk in love just as Christ loved us and today we, we pick up right where we left off looking at that exact concept and idea. And I I want to start with a a little visual for you because I'm a visual learner. I don't know about the rest of you. Sometimes it helps me. At this, how many of you all know what this is? Anybody know? Go ahead, shout it out. That's a hammock. So this, I got this from REI. This is my hammock. I love my hammock. My wife can use it if she asks permission. I really love it. It's Uh, This is my favorite summertime activity, and we're getting right to the end of summer when it's not quite uh, as appropriate because I don't have as much time as activities pick up in the fall. I don't have nearly as much uh, opportunity to enjoy it, Uh, but this is a camping hammock. I actually have slept in this hammock many times, not not so many, maybe about a dozen times. Uh, It is really, really fun, and in fact, the night that I uh, told the day that I told Christy for the first time that I liked her and wanted to, um, I wanted to date her. The night prior to that, I was uh, sleeping in this hammock and I was sleeping out in a field. We were preparing for a big pig roast at our church and uh, I was laying under the stars as I fell asleep. Uh, my responsibility was to wake up at 3.30 a.m. and go to uh, baste uh, the pig for the pig roast the next day. And then I thought, gosh, what a cool opportunity. A lot of people were like, that's foolish. Why would you possibly want to do that, let alone spend your time? But for me, it was such a great uh, thing. And I, I was so nervous because I knew Christy would be there. And uh, as I laid there that night, I just kind of fell asleep under the stars. And it was, uh, I can't remember exactly if it was a full moon or if it was uh, just uh, really bright, especially that night. 
But I remember waking up even right before my phone went off around uh, the time I was supposed to wake up. And I remember waking it up and it felt like it was noon. It felt like it was noon. The, 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 uh, the stars were bright as day out uh, in the western part of Virginia. The, the moon was there and it was glowing. And I could see everything around me. I, I, I didn't even need a flashlight to go where I was going. It was so bright and so glorious. And for me, I, I just remember that moment of just standing there in the silence in the presence of God's creation. But it felt like even in the presence of God himself, that he was giving me this as a gift, that he was shining, just as that prayer we see in this passage, shining on me, that his face was shining upon me, giving me peace, even though I was really shaking in my boots about telling the girl who would, be, the woman who would become my wife that I was, that I liked her. That was terrifying. And any man here, any woman here can attest that that is a terrifying thing. Um, But nonetheless, I remember that night especially for the light of the moon and the stars and the peace of God that came with it. We all all know this experience in one way or another. Uh, Maybe, maybe you're here today and, and, and maybe haven't experienced that glorious awakening under uh, the light of God's love. Maybe perhaps he's revealed it in uh, bits and pieces. Maybe you've lived your life in the light of God's love for so long that it's hard to even remember what life was like prior to knowing God's love. And living in the light of his countenance upon you. But today in our passage from Ephesians 5. We actually see that regardless of what our journey is. God has given us the opportunity to live and to walk as children of light. And there's two different, uh, there's two different uh, groups of people that we see in this passage that we're going to look at today. Two different groups of people. The first are called the sons of disobedience. Um, we can call them the, also the sons of darkness. The children of darkness, if you will. And the second is the children of light. So we're going to compare and contrast those two groups today and, and discern together what it is that God's calling us to do as a body of people and as a church. What are those characteristics that we're meant to live out, to walk in as children of light? So look with me at this passage. Uh, Let's look together at Ephesians 5. And we see right away the characteristics of the sons of disobedience. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among the saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. I don't know what your lives have been like up until this moment. Just as Morgan said, this very week, we're bringing various different things we have done and not done. Things we've said and not said. Things we've thought in 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 our deepest parts of our hearts. Things we... Uh, would not be 
proud if we had a projector here and it was showing those things out in front. I know for me, for one, I would not be proud to see each and everything. Maybe they're major. We look at sexual immorality and the various manifestations that that takes on impurity and covetousness. That perhaps for you it's something major. But perhaps there's something in your life where covetousness has taken so hold that, that, that you're, you're willing to go to your company and, and, and secretly begin to mix the ledgers just a bit or to hide from your spouse certain expenditures that would be far more than they would approve of. But doing some fancy budgeting, they may not notice in the long run. Perhaps in your heart of hearts you have sexual immorality of some manifestation that you have walked in or not brought to light. Perhaps with your mouth you have said things that were so foolish and so disgusting and yet not taken ownership of them or made amends that you have even uh, destroyed relationships or hurt them so seriously. I know, I know in my life, I have in the past done these things. Perhaps it's not that major, though. Perhaps it is, in fact, just, just a smaller thing that you are continuing to walk with. But notice something about this. Each of these, each of these things that we see are characteristics of the sons of disobedience, of the children of darkness. They're acting on a desire to have more or to hold more possessions or to say whatever they want whenever they want or do whatever they want to do with their bodies and their lives. There is a certain characteristic and Paul summarizes it here. He says in verse five, that is an adulterer. Adulterer, excuse me. Uh, He does mention adultery elsewhere, but he says an idolater, an idolater, an, an idol. We are such creative people. God has made us to be this, but ironically, we take the creativity God has given us to walk as children of light and we twist it into making idols of every possible thing. Oh, I I hate admitting my idols. Oh, it's so much easier to call them what... It's so much more convenient for me to call them something else. Brothers and sisters, my idol, it's so... I have so many, but one of my idols is sports, is baseball. I, I so often... I so often try to... I try to admit, I try to twist it and say it's a, it's a mission God has me on. Well, part of uh, coaching baseball and umpiring baseball and, uh, and, and going online and looking at the scores of the baseball team. It's a, it's a community. It's, it's things I'm building relationships to be able to uh, communicate and uh, connect with people, which is true. All those things are very true. And then I, uh, I look 
I look at the amount of time and energy and imagination I'm spending on those things and I realize how idolatrous it is that I'm spending, there's been times even this summer where I've spent more time dreaming about and thinking about baseball and how I can, uh, how I can it, use it to entertain myself rather than thinking of God and the glory that he has given me and the gift he's given me in this mission to participate in this community. And that's just one example, brothers and sisters. I know that you have, I'm sure that you each could name a dozen idols in your own life that you grapple with in your hearts. Because we are, as the church, the children of light. And in fact, here in this passage, the children of light the standard that we're given is very high. It is really high. Notice in this passage that Paul says these things, these egregious errors and sins and idols, we not, ought not even name them in one another's presence. We ought not name these things. As we read and prayed together in Psalm 16, it says those who run after other gods, that is idols, will suffer more and more. But I will not pour out libations of blood to such gods or take their name on my lips. As children of light, we don't even speak of it, let alone act on it, let alone build our lives around any god but the god of light whose kingdom we dwell in. Now, this is challenging. This is challenging. We are to take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, as Paul says here, but instead we are to expose them. Now, now here's the thing. You might think that this means we all should be working at international justice mission to stop modern-day slavery, and some of you may well uh, give to this organization or in some way participate in this organization. It's a great, great organization here, based here in, in D.C. They're doing incredible things. So this idea of exposing the darkness, yes, it has these major manifestations of, of stopping and exposing horrible things that are done in darkness around the world let alone in our very neighborhood. But know, brothers and sisters, that as disciples of Christ, as disciples of Christ, usually, this is a, a, a more subtle and long call. It, it's far, it's far more a, a long obedience in the same direction as Eugene Peterson, uh, a, a, a 20th century and 21st century theologian puts it. He says this in his book, Along Obedience in the Same Direction. There is a great market for religious experience in our world. There is little enthusiasm for a patient acquisition of virtue, little inclination to sign up for a long apprenticeship in what earlier generations of Christians called Holiness. Religion in our time has been captured by the tourist mindset. Religion 
is understood as a visit to an attractive site to be made when we have adequate leisure. Not so. Not so with us as disciples of Christ, brothers and sisters. We're called in this passage to do two things that are extraordinary. Many other things, but I want to mention two specifically here. One is to discern God's will. This is such a complicated practice. I wanted you to notice what the passage actually says about discerning God's will in verse 8. Excuse me, in verse uh, 8 through 10. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Many times, many times people in positions of authority in various contexts, let alone in religious contexts, twist this idea of God's will to sort of manipulate people into doing or saying or believing things that they ought not believe. And here, this idea of this, this exhortation from Paul is to say he's trying to discern God's will. Not that, uh, not that you have to, uh, not that you have to somehow stay in lockstep and be terrified that God will smite you if you step out of line. For His grace is enough, and yet what He says here and elsewhere is that he has delivered you from the domain of darkness and transferred you to the kingdom of his beloved son, Jesus Christ. And that through the blood of his cross, your conscience is sprinkled clean. His wrath is no longer upon you, for you are his child, his beloved, and you walk as a child of light. He delights to walk with you and show you through the power of his spirit what is good and right and pleasing. He gives you the opportunity to make amends with those in your life and to slowly and carefully honor each and every effort of your soul to grow in that virtue of holiness that Paul calls us here today. That is discernment. We're given God's spirit, God's word, and the fellowship of God's people to assist us in discerning God's will in our lives. Finally, we we, we notice that we are to walk as children of light. And and just as we, we saw last week, that idea of walking, it's such a beautiful image. Brothers and sisters, it's such a beautiful image to walk as children of light. Just as I stood in that field with the light of the moon overcoming me, God means for us to no longer hold on to the idols of our lives, but to expose the idols of our hearts and to walk with others as they expose the idols of their hearts and release them to God himself and lay them down at the foot of the cross and instead awaken to the very life we are meant to live as his people, as children 
of the light? What if Corpus Christi Anglican Church became a church known for true holiness? What if, what if we got used to asking people around us here, what are you working on? What, what are you working on? Where, where are you? Where are you walking as a child of light? Common people. Common prayer. Uncommon transformation. See, transformation, it can be awesome. We can be obliterated and undone in the light of the glory of God. But, but more likely each day, these awesome, soaring, and immediate and glorious experiences are, are relatively mundane. And we are delivered over to that kingdom of light. When we meet Jesus day by day and walk with him and invite others into that same experience. In a moment, we will come to the light of the world and we'll ask God to hear our prayers together and we will confess together our sins and we will receive through the glory of his countenance shining upon us. We will shower, he will give us the fruit of our inheritance as children of light. Confidence that we have a home in God's family, vulnerable and yet adopted as his sons and daughters, guilty and yet forgiven in the blood of the Lamb, and confident that we are awake, that he has risen from the dead and has every, and we have every confidence that one day too, he will rise us from the dead. It is a slow and steady walk. So I invite you to ask yourself that question today as we worship. What is it that he's working on with you? With me, it's uh, this term here, uh, foolish talk. The term in Greek, literally, it's uh, like moronic words. Uh, it's like you are talking like a moron. That's uh, that's my trouble is I open my mouth where I ought to keep it closed. That's something God's working on in my heart. It's a pattern of my life that I can't even seem to stop when I know I should. I don't know if that's something that you grapple with. Maybe it's the opposite. That he's moving in you to be sharing more of yourself. And I, again, I don't know I don't know what it is that he's calling you to walk in. What acts of giving over yourself and your idols again to him. But I invite you today, ask that question of God. As we walk together as children of light, as a body of Christ, let us worship him with the countenance of his glorious love shining upon us today. Lord Jesus, we thank you and we praise you for the goodness you have given us in Jesus. Thank you for your word. Help us to know you and the power of your resurrection. May we let our light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise you in heaven. 
In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you.